Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We join Rick Tobin's Flying Circus this week with Nikolai Mjolnir's 2008 <laughs> Great War epic, The Red Baron. <laughs> Go, it's okay, Ranga. Mjolnir's. Uh, you, you'll do better than I ever have. This so is one fine. of the worst names for a while. You should give it to so. Mike Gay, see if he can do it. Mjolnir. I don't, it, there's no syllables in there. <laughs> it's all one I said word. It right. I said it correctly. <laughs> there's two. There's two umlauts. <laughs> it sounds like you're spitting mashed potatoes out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> that sounds ger- yeah. Mulishun. Mulishun. Now don't scream halt while you say it. <laughs> 2008's <laughs> Great War epic, The Red Baron. As always, I'm joined by Mike A. Hello, Mike B. Uh huh. And Nate. This film's a flying circus, all right. God damn. <laughs> oh. Well, you guys, you didn't really like this one, huh? Nah. It's, nah. it's late aughts, dude. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> well, if we're going to follow the doctrine of the movie, you know, because our first language is all English, we should all speak in German. I, so, I, yeah. I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Who wants to lead off and then we'll launch into it? Who wants to jump in? Don't everyone go at once. <laughs> Mike B wants you go. I call you out. You didn't step up. <laughs> okay. So if there is one thing that is very consistent in this podcast, and if you guys know me, which you guys all do in real life, that I fucking hate about any kind of war film, with very few exceptions, is a shitty movie. Paired with an even shittier fucking retarded love story. <laughs> this this has it in spades. This fucking film, I watched it back like in the early 20 teens, a couple years after it came out, and I was probably hammered out of my fucking mind with my buddies just kind of watching it in passing. Didn't really notice it. This movie sucks. This is really bad. It's a late aughts, like you said, but it's a late aughts European film about World War One. Fucking awful. I mean, just the, I mean, they basically just read a thing in like a fucking history book about this guy who shot down all these planes in World War I and said, let's make a movie about it. Oh, Lena Headey again, you make an appearance. We talked about her last week. Okay, that's fine. You're going to be the, 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 the very typical cliche fucking nurse that this war hero or this, this badass falls in love with and converts him to see the, 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 the cruelty of war and all this. It's like, fuck you. Fuck that trope. I'm sick of it. It's fucking stupid. This movie sucks. The real story is a hell of a lot more interesting and better. And they wasted, I, I literally clocked it about a good third of this whole fucking two hour film on that fucking retarded, lifeless, stupid love story. You don't even get to see her tits in this one. There's no redeeming qualities about that love story. At least in 300, which is a shit show dumpster fire as well, you get to see her tits. And this is, this is in between... When she had the mole in 300, she got the mole removed for this one, but not showing her tits and Game of Thrones. So it's like that mid, that kind of like in limbo period. Anyway, enough with her. And then you've got Mr. Enemy at the Gates, bad guy. You know, what the, what the fuck is that actor's name? 
Looks like he's always uh, wearing eyeliner. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but he's the British guy. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, no, he's Canadian because just the way he talks, the over-exaggerated American accent. What are you talking about? Uh, but the, the fucking the 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 pilot in the movie is and then oh, we'll, that's and a, then, a, a Joseph Fines. Yeah, yeah, J- yeah, Joey. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, Joey there, fucking awful, terrible as usual. Anyway, this movie fucking sucked. That's all I think about it. Um, Nate. <sighs> This shit right back around. I get it. It's fine. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Um, you put you so. Bitch. I know. I know. It's fine. I mean, I'm 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 in the same quarrel with you. It's like I I may not have the the hatred <laughs> that I'm hearing of a lifeless love story. Um, I do agree with it. It's absolutely lifeless. I don't blame the actors though. I blame a direction and a story written around a, a cliche horrible drama. Um. I am also very much angry that this movie is not in German at all. It's all in English. And uh, when they hire probably one of the most of the top German actors of the time of the late aughts, they could have done it all in German. They should have done it all in German. I don't know why. Most likely it's probably because um, Lena Hurdy doesn't speak German and they wanted to have a, a love interest. So that trumps the whole like you know German language. I don't blame Lena Hurdy and I don't blame... The actors, I blame the direction and the producing and the direction for that. And that's it's 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 terrible. I mean, I, I think it's really interesting because I miss Flyboy, so I didn't get to experience War One plane movie like you guys did uh last year or sometime when we did that. Um but um, you know, I, I it feels the same thing. It's late aughts, heavy CG, of course, because you have to. These things are death traps anyway, and you wouldn't ever want to have actors or anything flying real planes or professionals at this point. They're very rare and far between. So I think CG is the only way to go. But I and I and I liked the CG for what it is in in 08. You know, it, it's it actually isn't bad. Um, I I appreciated the attempt. I don't know much about it, so maybe it's glaring. But that's just my two cents on the CG and the film stuff. Um, but the story is completely worthless. The characters are dry because these German actors are having to get across you know acting uh as as you know german actors in english and it shows you know wilhelm from uh generation war is the brother in this and he's fantastic in generation war he's a terrible at this point in his time his career with this movie a terrible english deliverer <laughs> of lines it's it's yeah. just like i can't stand it it pulls me out so i mean you know i don't blame him though so you know it, it's it's i i like the attempt but you could have shown the death of the red baron you could have shown like a lot of other things and kind of fade to black and you could have cut three quarters of this love triangle that yeah i like lita hurdy but i don't need to see it in this film so that's yeah it just uh, it like the red baron it crashed and burned somewhere so pretty fast so it's just not my thing yeah um brian way worse than i remember it's uh it's very clunky. It's got no development. Uh it's cartoonish at times. But there's some cool CGI, there's some cool scenes that we can talk about, but yeah, uh this is the German version of Flyboys in my opinion. And uh yeah. It's uh it's a movie, I think. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> oh man, dude. Um Wow. Uh I usually don't go last. This is interesting, but um, change it up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no. I, it, from right up from the beginning, it was very strange because you have this 
this laundry list of German names in the credits. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. German, you know, war film. And they're all speaking English and, you know, poorly at times, as you said, like uh, Volker Bruch, who, uh, you know, plays the, uh, who's in Generation uh, War. And he's also in Babylon Berlin. Mm. Um, God, he's fantastic in that. Sorry, I had to say that. I'm sorry. No, but that's, that's my point. Yeah, like he's a great actor. And in this, it just feels like he's tripping over his dialogue because he's probably, you know, not used to speaking English. Um, so yeah, that, that's a very, very unfortunate. And I guess it is just marketing because, you know, it has to be released to English speaking audiences. I don't know. It's fucking stupid. I hate any kind of movie that does that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, but anyway, one thing that, uh, you know, I, I don't really know the story of the Red Baron too well. Um, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, Manfred von Richter. Um, I don't really know it. Richt- What's it? What is it, Mike? <laughs> Richthofen. Richthofen. Sorry, whatever. <laughs> what did Baron I just, von Boise. Excuse me. What did I just say? I don't know the story too well. <laughs> Which is why I was laughing. But yeah. Yeah. What did I just say? I don't know it too well. Um, so yeah. Von Boise. Oh my God. Von Richthofen. Um, so yeah, I don't really know that story too well, so I can't comment on historical accuracy. I don't even know if the uh, Lena Headey's character was uh, real or not. I don't know if that's made. It feels made up, but it might not be. They showed a photograph of someone at the end who might have been her, I guess. Um, but uh, the one thing that this movie kind of had going for it at first that I picked up on, because at first I was like, okay, this is just going to be the life story of the red Baron, I guess he may shows him as a child following the airplane and all that crap. And, uh, one thing that I kind of picked up on, you know, about 15 minutes in was that they were kind of questioning this whole thing of, there was like this ideology of these guys being gentlemen and it being more like a, a game, like a joust, like we're sportsmen, we're not soldiers sort of mentality. And I thought, okay, it's interesting to explore that. Um, it kind of didn't explore it all that well or didn't explore it in an interesting way. In my opinion, it's just like, let me pull you aside and tell you something. War's bad. Oh, it is. You know, like that's kind of what it was like, you know, it, it wasn't very interesting at all. Um, not terrible. Not, I, I think it's better than Flyboys, in my opinion. I, I would rather watch this over Flyboys. Um, but uh, yeah, it's eh, late two thousands. So um, I guess to kind of, kick it off to chime on what you said about um you know the gentleman stuff um brian what was that movie you made us i was black may us watch it was black and white and the beginning had pilots and they were taken the grand illusion the grand illusion 1937 that, that i mean french movie yeah, that kind of explores the same thing right which 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 makes me think there's a theme here so it's not like you know this like this this um uh screenwriting mythology about that it seems to be based in some form of lore um or, or doctrine or whatever. And so I, I think mm-hmm. that it's very interesting that, that again, another movie has touched on that. Um, on what exactly? The, 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 the treat them like, Oh, POWs. Yeah. Like POWs for, for planes or crashing. Like don't, don't drill them full of holes. If they crash, just let them burn. <laughs> you well, know, I like... think we touched on this before, uh, at least Birch has, you know, that um, you know, these guys were Knights of the skies, you know, and they were revered. And the the very famous ones definitely were. And the whole thing about dropping the wreaths at, at funerals. 
Obviously, this was really stupid the way they did it in this one. Yes. But that's not unheard it goes of. right into the grave. I, I forgot even about in, that. I blocked that out. Thanks. I'll talk about that eventually. Even in the Second World War, that shit happened. Like, have you guys ever heard about the whole amputee, the guy who was the amputee with a leg who lost it? Uh, maybe. No. Long story short, there's this POW, there's this British pilot who in the 30s, he lost one or both of his legs in an accident. And he was a test pilot. And the war came around. And they wouldn't let him fly for like two years. And they finally let him fly in combat. And he was doing a great job. And then he got shot down over France. And he lost one of his um, prosthetic limbs. And in an act of goodwill, the Germans arranged for a drop to happen. So like, you know, an RAF bomber flew over a certain airfield at a certain time and dropped another leg (laughs) for this guy. You know? That'll fix everything. Yeah, right. So there's always been some type of chivalry in a way uh, between airmen um but it was definitely huge during the first world war and even after the first world war in the 20s and the 30s you know like they had gum cards for sports and the some of the most popular ones were a world war one flying aces because again these guys were like you know knights and that's one thing they did kind of show well in this you know like flying over the infantry and like you know it is a different war in many ways but they're so whiny in this fucking movie. Like you, you were saying. <laughs> I was getting like, really sick of. Bad? I was getting really uh, sick of Lena Headey, you know, when they're just like. Well, all of them. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, holy shit, shut the fuck up. Like, and then you get these like very cartoony aspects of like, you know, here's the Kaiser and all these other things. And I'm like, these interactions is not how, this is not how you interact with the king, you know, even in the 20th century. But still, like, it's just so, ugh. It's like very 300-ish <laughs> in a lot of ways, except it's just not on a sound. Well, it's mostly on a sound. What am I saying? But I don't know. It's just they're so whiny the whole fucking time. <laughs> like, you know, and the one guy who played Hugo Stiglitz mm-hmm. in uh, yeah, Till Schweiger, yeah. the character he played, you know how old he was during the First World War? How old? 21. <laughs> And he's like, so he wasn't 45. So yeah, no, so he wasn't like, like something in this yeah, movie. It wasn't like a 45 year old, like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's like cousin, you know, <laughs> like, I didn't even understand why he was like, he just, he didn't do anything in the movie. He just kind of showed up for the main guy to talk to. I'm going to modify my plane. With oh, he flew his engine. plane. He shot some shit. Shot at some I shit. I didn't remember that. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was up there giving, giving dirty looks to the, to the Entente pilots. He was just like. <laughs> Those little goggles, those little beady eyes. Right. (laughs) There's one funny uh, gaffe I found where uh, one of the characters, Moles, keeps changing. I think the brother. From like one cheek to the other cheek in a few of the scenes. It's like the dent in C-3PO's head. It just keeps switching. Oh, really? Yeah, if you ever notice that. <laughs> oh, no, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it switches sides numerous times throughout the movie. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> there was a lot of gaffes with the actors missing, or, like, missing their cues or, like, jumping the gun for the squibs going off and the explosions and shit. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it there really was a part is. where one of the British planes, I Even remember, then, was, the, 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 the holes were coming along the side where it was getting shot, and he, like, falls down before they reach him. It's, yep. like, nice. Well, like, the... um. Uh, there were there, they like it's funny because in the same in this movie I'm seeing a lot of actors that you see later in the next ten years and stuff 
Yeah. Yep. Like, like just coming in and seeing, but seeing people grow, like seeing actors grow from their early roles to their later roles that you know them. It's always very interesting. Of course, there's always, you know, things that happen, but like, it's just, it's just very interesting to see that development, but you can also see the development in their skills. Cause in this, they might be missing beats and not doing stuff right. But then you know them from this thing and they're like, perfect. Oh no, it was a lot of the extras. I should have specified. Oh, oh a lot sorry, of the okay. extras. So That's like so bad. Yeah, dude. It, and then when they were going after the bombers at the first time they did it and he's going down to shoot the, the, the rear gunner and the gunner's sitting there. Hey, the Lewis, the Lewis gun, <laughs> the fucking drum. He gets off the trigger and it just keeps going around. I know, I'm like, something's wrong with your magazine, I, buddy. I did. I I saw Mike. My, my my thing wasn't loading today, so I missed. Oh. I got just before we logged up. I now I know what you're talking. I, about. I said yeah, that to yeah. Nate, and I said fidget spinner magazine. Yeah, dude. And so right after that, the plane's coming yeah. in. He's shooting at it, and all of a sudden he goes like this, and then he kind of like does it again. And all of a sudden the squibs go off, and then he falls down. I'm like, oh, you hesitated twice, and they use that fucking take. It, Jesus Christ! I'm not with, gonna with, re-rig with, all that stuff <laughs> with blue screen, dude. Can you imagine how difficult that is, though? Blue screen, react to something you can't see, and now act like. Well, hey, you know, do you know how we solve that? Doing yeah. our movie pretty easy when you're going to be dubbing in sound over it when there's no fucking um, um, dialogue. Yeah. Hey. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, or yeah boom. Yeah. Give him yeah. some cues. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> God. when talking about the terrible extras, the one that I really caught was later on, he's in like an observation post and he's looking through binoculars at like guys going over the top. And there's like one German guy with a rifle and he's like, like that. I was like, what the hell, man? I missed that. Oh, no. I'm go- All right, I'm going to have to put We're gonna have to go back and look at it. Yeah, it's I'm so gonna funny. Put, I'm going to have to put that in there somewhere. Colossal fuck-ups by the extras. I saw the guy who, like, died awesome. crawling on his belly, and he just kind of started doing, like, like, like video game ragdolling effects where he just kind of went like this. <laughs> like that. Like, it's just like, oh, my God. Euphoria uh, physics engine. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, <laughs> Sorry, Brian, you were going to say something. This is the most miscast movie I've seen in a very long time. Like <laughs> nobody is good for their role. There's not one per- besides like the German generals that barely speak and that their dialogue sucks anyway. Like fucking over. Ah, <laughs> uh, I just like you very rarely get a film where no one's correct for what they're trying to portray. Dude, like, there's a lot of fucking ADR shit. in this. A yeah, bad, yeah. bad ADR. Bad oh, ADR. Oh, well, they probably have to correct these fucking accents, you know? Oh, God. Like, famously, you know the movie uh, Goldfinger? Yeah. The, the, <laughs> yes. the German villain? He is completely redubbed from a Scottish guy who's fucking dubbing a Bavarian accent. Because Oof. when you hear the original, oh, he's a great actor. He's a really good actor, but he can't speak fucking English for shit. <laughs> like, you know, because he's in a lot of stuff. That's a guy from The Longest Day and everything um so major respect but no you, you holy shit so it it's pretty funny Le- uh but Le- lena hurdy's adr in the beginning was really off-putting her first scene is so adr because the french accent's like it's not down or something and then do it and then and then that german general in the sam bunker dining room is oh like, god <laughs> like the lines are completely different from what he's saying it's like yep. it reminded me of 1980s VHS films. Tell me how I know because that's all I've been doing recently. But like that's <laughs> that's like it was just like it was a Conan the Barbarian. Like and I, I had and the I captions showed, on I, it first, and it got to the point where it was so fucking different. I'm like, 
I can't do this. I just have to listen to it. Like I, 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 I couldn't. I, I, I watching this movie was a chore because I refused to pay for it. So I tried to watch it on. I try not to be on my computer today, so I was like watching on the TV. And then I tried to do it on Roku. Roku had a had it free somewhere in some like thing some some fucking spamware app that's probably taking over my house right now. Gave me about yes. eight eight ads every five and a half minutes. Turned that shit off. Went to my phone, found it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Watched free. it, but then it's ads every five minutes. Tried to watch it on my Roku. It won't let me skip it. So I had to watch it on my phone <laughs> so I could skip it with my hand to make it work. Oof. It was just like I refused to pay money for this film. So bad. I just uh, sent a link with the timestamp of where you see this horrible German extra. Uh, yeah, okay, click on there. thank you. But just the touch of the language and shit. Like, I'd rather listen to the beginning of Valkyrie where Tom ha- or Cruz is trying to <laughs> fucking speak German. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. the like... same guy he's rolling around afterwards. <laughs> oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. Watch him after he falls oh, down. It's... Oh, yeah, he's, my he's like... God. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, dude? And they left that it's... in the movie. It's a bolt action <laughs> rifle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Think you want to um, do that again and maybe give the guy some notes? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody that fucking set knows what they're looking at. That's well, like, the problem. I, oh, I, oh um, god, yeah, it was awful. Like we'll get into that. But yeah, I was Jesus gonna say look, before before we dive into that, I I was doing. You guys were probably watching me make some grimace faces, and I think I said oh no a few times because I was looking at it. So Flyboys, so I did some comparison. Flyboys had a, uh, I believe, a sixty million dollar budget originally. Yeah, sixty million dollar budget. It made seventeen million mm. on its Oof. thing. That was that was Flyboys. This Oof. had a budget of eighteen million, which makes sense. But eighteen million is pretty high, considering yep. some of the things. This uh, was an indie film. This was all. Oh really? Uh, yeah, this was all okay. like. Uh, backdoor funded or whatever like locally in germany and, and only in baden Württemberg. that's where all the money came from like local businesses and uh, stuff. okay well 18 so. million is quite impressive then in that sense for an indie film too yeah. fuck yeah um but uh the intake's not very impressive uh two million. Oh, that's really bad yeah <laughs> they tried to do a re-release in 2010 and it only made forty thousand on that release <laughs> i remember when it was in theaters too really mm-hmm. oh man it made a worldwide of two million seven hundred thousand uh, on its original release in two thousand eight, and in two thousand and ten, it made another re-release uh, with uh, EMEA and domestic, and only made forty thousand. Well, you don't do it for the money; you do it for the love. Well, you know that's what happens when you turn fucking von Richthofen into the Notebook. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Precisely. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good on notebook. That is a uh, good job, Brian. I, I would, yeah, a hundred percent. Oh, it's like I would love to see fucking like a, a film where it's like Kill Counter, you know, like that'd be cool. Eighty to go, fucking awesome. But not this. In a lot of ways, it reminds me of the new Napoleon film. If anybody's seen that, um, I have not yet. It's just, uh, but I've heard wonders. I have not heard of things. <laughs> it's totally worth watching, but yeah, it's just like Cuck City. It's so fucking annoying. Cuck City. <laughs> Napoleon yeah. colon Cuck City. I heard I have I have heard like everyone who I've talked to said 
they just felt awkward during Joaquin's sex scenes. That was doggy pretty much style? what it was. Yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't seen I just know. No, apparently it was just all awkward. doggy style. Yeah. Fucking oinks his girlfriend and shit, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of sex in it. So. Um, I'm looking up the cast real quick. Sure. I'm looking that up right now. No, no, this is not bad. Uh, I'm looking up uh, the Red Baron. BDSM. Yeah. You know, go, go have fun. Um, it's going to snap one off mid-fucking pod. Amazing. I, I don't think I have jerk. it yet, dude. We all yeah. know that Michael's a leather daddy. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Oh. Oof. Oh. <laughs> the, the, the sadness and that oh. <laughs> the jig is up, man. Everybody, the whole fucking world knows. Oh, all 400 people that are subscribed. You know, I can't say anything because no matter what I say, it won't benefit me. No. Don't worry. Purchasing the ropes. So. You can you can clap. That's how you can benefit. <laughs> You're learning. Um, um, so, um, um, yeah, so I was right on faces. Yeah, he is in Valkyrie. And this came out the same. This came out two movies after Red Baron. He's mm-hmm. the the main Red Baron guy. Is um he's that lieutenant who arrests uh Tom Cruise in the end of Valkyrie. He's that guy. So oh, oh. <laughs> interesting crossover. Yeah. <laughs> nice uh nice nice uh uh Big Lebowski reference. I caught that. that was good. <laughs> separate incidents. Wow, separate incidents. Um. No, I mean like I it just it just like I wanted to like this because I I feel like World War 1 again needs good representation and I think you know I I think it's it also is hard when we do World War 1 movies the same way I think we do Korean war movies it's like we want it to be good. Yeah. And I think so few. Yeah, and I I just think it just it just always suffers from some trope. But I mean to be perfectly honest with you my least favorite movies from my history, my own life, has is normally late aught movies. I, I I normally normally if we hate a movie on here, it's normally like a late aught movie, and I don't know why. Oh, for war films, yeah, I'd say it was one of the darkest times, one of the, the Great Recession. Times. Yeah, well, it's because that there was a lack of focus on what to do next. You know, I mean, Saving Private Ryan had come out, and there was a bunch of you know, stuff focused around that that was similar to that. And well, I mean, and that just, was also gospel too. Like we got yeah. a, we got like that and Band of Brothers in the Pacific. Yep. Pearl Pearl Harbor. Gospel. Oh, Pearl yeah. Harbor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything <laughs> because the internet, the internet was in its infancy and it wasn't like widespread of like people debunking shit, you know? That's right. Yeah. And it's like, well, when you get people debunking shit, then people get different ideas for different projects and films, blah, blah, blah. But no, I mean, it's, it, it's, as far as World War One films are concerned, it has not been represented well in a very fucking long time. Very think, long time. I think 1917 scratches at the surface, but it, it does tried. Not, it, yeah, it, it does not hit a home run, and we've already talked about that. For at Vietnam. least I he just, tried. That's the yeah. thing I'll give him credit for. He tried. Yeah. Swing and a miss, but hey, I mean, be for effort. Yeah, I would, I would yeah. say I would say you 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 hit a you hit a grounder at the second, but he threw you out at first, kind of thing. Correct. So, there you go. Yeah. There you go. And 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 it's like, here's the thing: is I'm gonna I'm gonna start reading one of the books that I needed to be reading about the First World War and really fucking need to dissect it because I think it should be a film, um, but it, I don't think it'd be popular in the well. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Storm of Steel by Ernst Junger. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, that one, yeah, I'm already, which, I'm almost which, done with it. Flies away. I'm which, almost which, done with that. Which one's that one, Brian? James's book. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm almost done with that. That's infuriating. And that is, and that is? The Other 16. The Other 16. Unraveling the Myth Gregory. of Sergeant York, yeah. 
yeah, he's uh no that 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 book is fucking infuriating. I, I was so pissed off. Like he's we've talked about it a lot, like you know, yeah. whatever, but reading all the like nitty gritty details and shit, it's just like well, fuck. Everybody them. knows that Sergeant New York killed the Red Baron. But obviously, fucking nobody what, talks about it. Dude, he took over. He took all those German prisoners with fucking the Red Baron's machine guns. Yeah, <laughs> he got him off his plane and stormed up that fucking ridge. Those are the ones that are in his museum in Kentucky. That's <laughs> that's like, I mean, that that sounds like something on the level of that one movie you mentioned about like FDR, American badass or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sergeant York, yeah, FDR's father. Yeah. But anyway, so there there was a point to that is World War One and Korea because Nate brought that up too, and and I think. I had like this kind of thought if the reason that, I mean, if you take a look at world war two film, there's a lot out there about world war two. Obviously it's one of the most popular conflicts, probably the most it's in our lifetime, most. the most popular conflict. And look at how many, how much bullshit and, and myths and tropes are perpetuated, even with hard evidence saying, or uh, pointing to the contrary, all those myths are perpetuated by all that information that's out there about a very well-known topic. Now, when you get into lesser known topics, like the first world war, unfortunately, and the Korean war and shit like that, you're going to get an even worse version of the tropes be coming to life because not much is understood. And they're like, well, we don't really know where to look. We haven't heard about this. We'll do our best, which is not good at all. Cause it's so difficult. And there's so many rabbit holes that you have to do to get into like the first world war and understand it. Even just one guy's like, if you're making a movie about, Richtofen, right? And the brothers, rather, because it's a lot of his brother, too. And you're making a film about them. Make it about them, then. And then explain, okay, where they're at, how this happened, instead of wasting all that time on a shitty fucking love story. Like, you don't show him shooting down the 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 the, uh, the British uh, pilot. Oh, I forgot his fucking name. It doesn't matter because he's toast. You don't get to see him shooting him down. You just get to see him like, oh, what if I shoot him down? And then the next scene, he's like running next to a train, getting the body and it's like, well, you could have shown that. That's how he got his fucking blue max apparently. But no, let's just gloss over that. And then it's all good. He gets his little, he gets his little medal, doesn't give a shit about it. And then, which in real life he did, but I do know that much, but um, yeah, it's like make it, a, make it actually an educational thing going, Oh, this is pr- pretty much how it was mm-hmm. instead of just taking Liberty and going, well, I don't know much about it, but I'm going to throw this and cobble this shit show together. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. It, that's a lot of world war one and other films too. Yeah. It's like, it's people are, it's the, uh, the writers and directors are like picking up the low hanging fruit in terms of story. You know, it's yes. like, we want to grab onto the love story. It's like, why don't you grab onto something interesting that we haven't seen before? You know, that's why I said when, when, when this started and I was, you know, watching, see how it was unfolding. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe they're going to explore this whole aspect of, you know, do it, treating this as like a gentleman's game or something like that. Maybe yep. that might be interesting, but no. And um, so, yeah, I mean, they could have done something interesting or they didn't do it in an interesting way, I should say. Um, I always, I felt like, you know, the, the, uh, the Red Baron character in this movie was a bit inconsistent. Sometimes he's all like proud of what he's doing sometimes he's really conflicted and i just didn't really feel like they had a grasp on that guy's you know mind at all on how he well, felt tried to make it an anti-war film in the middle right that's what they, they started going that route in the middle and that's like eh. yeah yeah not they, good i i was i was there there's something that I, I constantly have to keep reminding myself is that you know what sells 
Because in the end, this is this is this is what this is what this is what their all their focus is is what sells. Now I think war films and correct and this is open for debate, please. But my my thought process to it is that now war films are kind of more pertaining to uh more of like grandioso epics and theatrics, um really crazy special effects. Hopefully, you know, combining it with practical and CG and telling a story. And I feel like still in the later aughts coming off of the rift of the Titanic, because we've been doing that whole entire spiel of all that stuff before. I feel like this is still in the area that we need to have the wives, you know, involved and the girlfriends involved. Right. And we need to we need to get them to come in and buy another ticket in two. And I'm not saying that that is the only reason why there's love triangles in war movies. But I just feel like that is something that is. We have to. I think we have to remember because I think now we don't have that in like in like in spades like in these in this movie or Pearl Harbor or anything like that in that nature. But I still I feel like that is the big push force to those movies back in the aughts versus now. Um, does it work? No, because we don't. We the four of us don't like that. We don't want that in our thing. It's not included. We don't care about it. We want to see. Uh, historical uh, engagement details and stuff like that. Like that's what we crave. And I think that's where the, I think that's where the industry is going, but it's not quite there yet to the caliber that we want. I mean, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Cause I mean, that's, I, uh, I don't see the thing is like, I don't hate love stories. Um, I think when, when it comes to love stories in a war movie, some of the best I've seen are in uh, the Pacific. Um, and I like it because it's uh, it's not the same thing as, you know, this sort of thing. It's not very romantic. It's viewed more as like what it would actually be like, like the first love story it touches on. Um, it's definitely more just like, hey, we're young and we want to fuck like that's kind of what it, what it's all built on. Um, the second one is a bit more different. I'm not kidding. Like it is. I, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ju- I just snickered. I'm not judging okay. you. It's fine. Everybody's <laughs> judging you. Everybody. The American fruit. I, I, I know what you like. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> he said the fuck word. Um, but uh... <laughs> no, I just know that Michael's DDF. It's fine. <laughs> Oof. Michael, listen. We know you love BBC. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stop. Yeah. We're not. Nobody's yeah, judging yeah. you. You're, you're not talking to your family. <laughs> you're just talking to a microphone. This is going to be discovered 20 years later, and I'm going to get shit yeah, for it. Right. Yeah, um, DTF, man. Come on. <laughs> they were just down to fuck. <laughs> down to fuck. But, um, <laughs> down to fuck. You yeah. Have to, yeah, yeah. You have to do your Xerxes impression if you're going to talk dirty, okay? Oh, God. Yeah. Has your sexual appetite yeah. been satiated? <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to hear that in my sleep. I will give you powerful... All right, powerful enough. places, Michael. Enough. You, you don't like the ASMR shit going on right <laughs> oh, now? Oh, no, no, no. If you just bend the knee off, Pornhub is yours. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. May I continue? Yes, you may continue. <laughs> sorry. Um, may I continue? What a snob. <laughs> We're just talking about a little fucking here. God, We're just what talking about this Jesus. debauchery. We're just talking about a little fucking. <laughs> That's all. It's not a big deal. Put that in a t-shirt. God, look at this Mormon here. Jesus Christ. Debauchery. No, that's South, you know. Mm-hmm. That's Southwest. That's right. Are Mormons yeah. in Idaho? Or? There's oh, a lot of Mormons yeah. here, yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Uh, tracks. Okay. 
Whoa, <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Uh, carry, <laughs> carry on. Sorry, Michael. Whoa. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh. Someday you'll come visit here. You can make fun of them all you want. Um, but uh, doing it right now. Uh, but uh, so that in terms of the love stories in a war film, I think the Pacific does it really well. I don't. I can't. I mean, I know there has to be some more that I can't. I'm not thinking of right now. Band of Brothers. That guy nailing that chick at the end when Spears walks in. That's really realistic. Yeah, oh, and yeah. Fucking, uh, to- totally necessary. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy totally yeah. Tom Hardy. That's yeah. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um, so there's 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 that. No, but uh, th- it's funny with the Pacific though. The very first love story. It's depicted kind of, you know, it starts out that way with with these two characters, and then it develops a bit more, and then it ends tragically because you know the war is going on. We have to continue that. But um, develops. Develop. Um, <laughs> But in this case, uh, yeah, I mean, you just know it, it's coming. You know, you, uh, she shows up and she's like, oh, I hate you. I can't stand you. And it's like, oh, God, they're going to fuck like bunny rabbits, aren't they? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but they don't. <laughs> but they, they almost do. They, it's, get, it's, they get cock blocked by the Mike. Woman, so. Mike, she's wearing his pink bathrobe at the end. They definitely did it. OK, that's the that's, all right. Yeah, that's well, he got co- cock blocked by the uh, Royal Flying Corps. That's <laughs> yeah. what happened. <laughs> Because they they were doing a night bombing mission with no fighter escort, and that was their main mission. That was and their main mission. A hospital, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, that was their main mission. That's the cock block the Dude, Red Baron. So, so anyway, that okay. So let's just talk about the bombing run for a second while we're on the topic. A nighttime bombing runs in the First World War. You think they're difficult in the Second World War? I hope Jesus. you like midair collisions because here right. you go. Yeah. Haven't you seen that movie, Django Unchained? What's that quote? I can't see shit. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and also, so so okay, magically say this this did go down, right? So he he finishes off, he pops, you know, he's got a little illegitimate child somewhere that nobody knows about. <laughs> Whatever. The story ends happy for that. Now, he's he's screaming for everybody to turn off the lights after it kind of kicks in. And yet so the hospital lights are off, but the entire fucking airfield's lit up like a Christmas tree. And these guys are all standing out there in formation while all these like extras are running around with their rifles on their backs, just running into shit. There's, there's already a bombs going off. And it's like, all right, man, let's gear up. I'm like, how fucking cornhole and shitty do you have to make a scene? I literally, I was just like, I, I'm done. Like, I can't do this. I almost turned the movie off and I'm like, fuck. I skipped through most. I skipped to that until they got in the air. I fell asleep. But then he gets he in the asleep. air. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Okay, so you guys missed it. I'll explain it to you. He gets in the air, and he, he's, like, wounded, you know? So he's like, God, oh, dizzy. I, I, oh, watched him, I watched him screaming because he watched the guy with no head cap blow up in a pile of flames because he didn't wear And apparently cap. somebody's got headlights on behind him because you can see him clear as day. <laughs> yes, and, yes. And yeah. then That's you the fucker the- DR1A. You know, right, that, that guy. That guy's been in, in a bunch of movies, and I can't remember where I've seen him from. I'm gonna look that up. Sorry, that reminded me. Also, the white tracers, cute. I mean, it's like the Star Wars laser shit, just white tracers now. I, I guess. I I was just gonna say well, the last thing is take a fucking shot for every time they cock their fucking MGs. I know. Yeah, that's what how I'm many times too. you need to charge a fucking MG? One, two. You know, click two on a maxim. That's it. But no, they're sitting there. Every other scene is, it's like a fucking in a cowboy movie. It's like they constantly are cocking these guns. It's not because they're clearing a jam either. It's that they're getting into a fight. They know they got to cock the weapons. Every other scene is just. It's a trope, yeah. Fuck. What's the quickest way to jam a machine gun? Fire it. <laughs> Good one. What's the second quickest way to jam a machine gun? Ride the charging handle forward. 
Always. Oh, and they did that. Yeah. Let it a- act on its own. Well, and right. Yeah, because it won't go into like, that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, you that's know, any let the fucking gun, gun do its yeah. action. Yeah. That's any but gun. But it's like, yep, just, just let it do its thing. When, when you get involved, you fuck it up, you know? Um, but you bring up an interesting point I wanted to talk about. I thought a lot about episode three of Star Wars when I watched this. Oh, I, like, I thought it was more too with the, the dramatic zoom in bullshit. Yeah, but like all the prequels, you know. Were all a, the, I thought it was Attack of the Clones. And everything and so it was a lot closer to right? that. You're talking about Sith? Well, I think we could all just grump, uh, lump all three together. Star Wars prequels. You know, in that like close, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, like, you know, right. dogfight style. And I right. was like, ugh. Right. But annoying. as far as the the dramatic zoom in shit, that's mostly in Attack of the Clones. That's two. But that's immediately, I thought the same fucking thing. It, I'm like, you're filming this like you want it to be Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and packing the frame with like as many fucking biplanes as you possibly can or like fucking other things. It's yeah. so stupid. It's like, oh my God. Oh, know? so yeah. Speaking of that, that's a good point too. So at the beginning, after they drop the wreath and magically get into the hole for dramatic effect. Um, it's upside down, by the way. And then the frame goes on and it's up right side up. Sure. Yeah. Because the, the, idiot that, the extra that threw it off screen couldn't fucking do his job. And again, we're not going to do more than one take. So fuck this. Yeah. Um, so, okay. They're flying away. And all of a sudden the entire Royal Flying Corps like fighters are behind them. And the, here's the thing is. It would have been okay if it was like one, two, three planes, you know? A, how the fuck did they get 30 fucking planes up that quick? B, when you're looking back at the sun, the sun does not blot out the entire fucking sky. A formation of planes that large is not going to be able to do the whole come in from the sun. You're going to see one or two of them when you look back and be like, oh, they're going up and they're going to come down at us because there's fucking 50 of them, 30 of them, however many there were. Like immediately when I saw that, I'm like, oh, this is how it's going to go. This is the rest of the movie here. This is what we're doing. And yeah, I mean, the aerial combat was, they, they obviously didn't do research on roar one aircraft and they made them handle like they were jets, like jet fighters, like most world war two aircraft, even the best couldn't do the fucking moves and the, and the maneuvers that these planes were doing in this fucking movie. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, and Sean could attest to this. We play War Thunder, and anytime I try to fly like that, I rip both my wings off and plummet to the ground as fast as fucking possible. And I've Dude. tried to do it, because every time I play a flying game with Sean, I go, hey, watch this. And I quote Firefly, and I go, guess, I was like, I bet you can't do this. And I turned right to the left, and I ripped both my wings off, and yep. I immediately explode, because we're playing on realism. We're playing on realism, and Sean yep. likes it, and I play R on arcade, and I just rip my plane apart. And that's exactly what would happen in here if they really tried Dude, the to do that. The amount of G-forces that they're, they're portraying these planes during these yeah. dogfights would, A, you'd be passed the fuck out, okay? Because you're, okay, those planes don't move very quickly, but when you're in a dive, yeah, you're going to be picking up speed. You're going to be going six, five, 600 miles an hour at that point when you're fucking cruising. You pull up and then start spinning like that. You try to do a chandelle where you fuck, or a, yeah, it's a chandelle where you go up to the hammerhead thing. You're, you're passed out, okay? And that if, if, if for whatever reason, the struts and the wings don't go. Like, you're, you're not doing that. And they made it, they did like the whole Star Wars thing of the following behind, and they're doing the squiggly shit. And then they're doing the fucking 50-second fucking burst out of their machine guns. Not one single fucking jam. And also, they've got one 250-round belt in each one of those fucking guns. I was going to say, there's sometimes where it's like, it felt like it was like 600 rounds. 
Dude, in one yeah. burst, they fucking went through all their ammo. Guaranteed. And then this dogfight never ends. And all of a sudden, the dogfights that matter, again, when he drops that fucking, that, that British pilot, like the badass, that's not on screen. We can't do that. So we're just going to show some benign, like massive War of the Worlds, like style aerial combat sequence that's irrelevant. It doesn't explain anything. Like, where is this? How is this relevant? What, what I mean, okay, you, you show that he's a good pilot. Yeah, we get that. Fucking A. But... What are you doing other than just showing your CG capabilities? It's really what it boils down to in those in those scenes because they're completely fucking unrealistic. They've never seen a roller one plane fly in real life. I guarantee you. And it's just oh my god, it, it's just so irritating. Like just fucking try. Are the camera are the cameras on the planes like? Is that I don't know anything about that. Is yeah, that, is that realish? Yeah, and they, they, I mean, they did they did touch on this in the movie too, like different wings or like squadrons or whatever they call them would have different paint schemes and shit like that. That was that was realistic. And the, yeah, the kind of weird um um I see it, Brian. Just I'm trying to think of the fucking uh, ge- uh the geometric pattern. Yeah, that was very common on on planes on the top. Yeah. There was there was so. like some, someone had like some kind of like fleck turn pattern, some early. Well it's it's just like um it's a bunch of hexagons. It's like hexagonal right. or octagonal. It was cool. I what I'm yeah. saying is I, I yep. actually liked seeing that, but I was mm-hmm. like, I wonder if that's just maybe too too later to be on. No, by seventeen, plane, which is when but... they start showing up in the movie, that, yeah. that's a very, very common thing. So Brian. Okay. So that's one thing uh, I want to get into while we're on it is uh you know, they raised eighteen million dollars for this movie. It's mm-hmm. an indie film. And I feel like the people they hired are the only people that made this thing work and carried it because the as much as we don't like this film, like the sets are good. They do a very good job of trying to like paint a picture, a real picture of what an airfield looked like, you know, in World War One. True that. And also yes. the the uniforms, at least as far as I could tell, look very well done. On the on the we principal cast, the yes. Yeah. The, yeah. On the yeah, principal yeah, cast. But, like in general for Imperial Germans and everything, like, you know, there was nothing that I was just like, what the fuck? It, it all looked very, very good. Um, and, and that's very commendable, you know, like across the board, if it meets a, a very good standard, you know, that's very rare because usually it's fucking ups and downs and all oh, fuck to, Oh, that's great. But no, this one, it was so, it was so monotone accurate that like, it, I don't know. It's like, sometimes, you know, you just don't, it's so good in a way that you just don't look for it because there's just no faults. There was nothing at least glaring, at least to no, my knowledge. I mean, you know. The German tornisters weren't packed totally correct, but I can forgive that. But Mike? So the one thing that we were talking about, the shitty um, dog fights and stuff like that. One thing I did like, though, about this when it comes to the planes, I like that when they would crash, like there wasn't a big explosion. They would just kind of like fall right. to pieces. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's what I liked. When it, that was like... Because I was thinking that, like, yeah, this this seems a little too quick for this type of warfare. I don't know too much about it, but like when they would hit the ground, you just kind of see it fall apart. I like that. Yeah, like and then Mike, even Michael even in the Bay planes, mm-hmm. right? Even in the planes when they're hit, it's not this like not all the planes light on fire because not all the fuel tanks get hit, and there's not always a fuel leak. It's just a little bit of smoke. There's oil coming back. Oh, and especially like when they're hitting the bombers. I did like the fact that they weren't going for the crew or the engine, or I'm sorry, they weren't going for the crew. They're going for the engines. That's hundred. I mean, it still is relevant, but it's like, that's realistic. That's pretty fucking cool. Cause once the engine's fucked, especially in one of those pieces of shit, you're done. 
you're going down. And that's the thing um, that I did like about that, showing that part of it. They weren't targeting the crew. They were targeting the engine. So, because a lot of a lot of war movies, they're targeting the people. Yeah, you always like, see in, them in getting the shot combat. and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Did they? So. Would they would have had? And forgive my ignorance on this, because I just don't know. Do they? They would not have had parachutes, right? Uh, towards the end, yeah, but that was still a really new thing, and it That's did, what I didn't work well. So, so imagine having brass balls jumping into one of those fucking bombers, nonetheless. That's why they were planes. respected uh, so yeah. well. Yep. Yeah, I know the observers did have parachutes, mm-hmm. um, and that uh, the I well, you know, the idea is that, or the legend in a way is that it was not um, manly to carry a parachute with you. Yes, if you were a fighter that pilot correct. because that means oh, you plan to get shot down. Exactly. You know, like you take off in this plane, you're going to land the plane again. Like very knights, very chivalrous, very. You're above the battle. You're this different type of you know. You're a hunter in the skies and. I'm a hawk. I'm flying. And then you lose three quarters of your fucking pilots towards the end. And you go, maybe they're more of a valuable asset than we realized initially. Maybe that chivalrous bullshit isn't really getting us anywhere. So mm-hmm. well, the same thing with the Japanese second world war, you know, they yep. had no way to recover the pilots when they got shot down for oh, the yeah. majority 42 and 43. So it's like all these experienced air crews. Fish food, yeah. you know, like thing, yeah, they're done. One thing yeah. I yeah. wanted to ask, which I seem, it seems like it was a thing that might have happened when they're. It's I think it's the last battle. Um, a guy takes a flare pistol and shoots uh, one of the barrage balloons. Um, is that something they would have done? Mm, I've heard for, of that before. Yeah, well, because they're obviously filled with hydrogen, but they were made out of this shit called. Oh, I forgot what the fuck it's called. Basically, it's like made out of shark skin. It's like, or, or I'm, I'm sorry, not shark skin. It's made out of like, a lot of sharks. It's like it's, shark skin. It, it's like shark skin. It's like the membrane of the cow's hide. Oh, it's the, it's called something skin. And it's this material that, would that was be made. a lot of sharks. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, oh, I, 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 think, no, I, know, I, I think know one of the nicknames about. was that. But anyway, so it was made out of this shit. Uh, long story short, it's very bouncy. Yeah. So a flare is not, it, it's a common trope that you would think that a flare would go through it. Most of the time, a flare, they don't have that much velocity, first of all. Right. It's a bigger thing. Um, now, if you could see like it was leaking gas, it got hit or something, if you were that good, maybe. But again, it's not really worth it. And I mean, most of the time, if you shoot an observation balloon or a balloon at all, like a Zeppelin or some shit, it's just going to bounce off. Now, right. a bullet has a better chance of going through. And if you got a tracer, that's even better because then it'll ignite the hydrogen in there. Right, but in that case yeah. too, it's like what the fuck? What's the fucking point? It's just a barrage balloon. It's an obstacle. It's not like a airship. That's well, a lot of those were are observation balloons, and they wanted to take those down because that's as good as having eyes in the sky. It's just stationary. Mm. So those were those were a very common target. Okay, we have an idea to do movie myths eventually, like try to test some shit out, like the Bren in real life, you know, from uh, CG Jadaville and some other things. Yeah. This would be a funny one to try out. To, to, Make to a replica of the... The barrage balloon. Can a flare start a barrage balloon on or fire? the observation balloon, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's like a Mythbuster thing. It, it's interesting. You got the money to do that? <laughs> we we can crowdfund. I don't know. But it's it just sounds... It, it's it's just interesting, you know? Oh, I fu- Hold on. I fucked up. The barrage oh, balloons yeah. were just heavy canvas. The zeppelins were the ones that were made out of that skin. Okay. Okay. That I fucked so, up. So, so before, so clear. before you hit enter, before you hit enter on that comment, you've heard it here. So there you go. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a lot cheaper. We don't have to crowdfund now. But no, it still, it still most likely would bounce off. 
that, yeah, that yeah, effect yeah. would still it's just heavy canvas but it would probably still bounce off well peter jackson has some over one plane so let's make a phone call i um to, to to speak on the on the barrage balloon thing or the or, of fear balloons like to me i feel like that's just look at our cool ability to make awesome balloon deflating cg in 08 that's what i think that's all it's for it's a hollywood well, they, trope they they would have been there uh barrage would have been there but like fucking one handing while also veering your plane with another and then fucking you know stare at the camera and pull the trigger and shoot the oh flare. yeah like absolutely that's a, like, that's bullshit yeah yeah i mean like yeah. like i i get it and and you know yeah uh guys have done um trickier shots with with pistols and flare guns in the il2 stormovic simulations but i mean like the point is it's like i don't know it it it, it was a, it was a scene and it was a scene that happened and i think it'd be i, I like brian's idea of testing that out <laughs> i mean i'm all for it if you can yeah Start small. Look, do a MythBusters thing. Start small, yeah, work big. Yeah. Does it work? Yes. You, you, you could easily do yeah. weather balloon or something. I mean, or something comparable. Then yeah, and then and then blow it up to the big one and run. <laughs> Let's get an original. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to destroy history, I know. but I know a guy with a sewing machine a lot of time yeah. <laughs> and the ability. Um. And and Mike, was it right that you know the front lines were denoted by? Oh, well, those barrage balloons have roundels and our barrage balloons have German crosses on them. Is that how the, the march to the sea was delineated? Nope. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> They're not going to waste the fucking time painting that. There wasn't, there wasn't an airline behind the front, you know? No. No. <laughs> no, it was... Okay. Yeah, that that they they got a lot of shit really dumbly wrong, like very amateurishly wrong in this. Like it, again, it's just tropes of what people think happened because it's the quote unquote common knowledge, or oh, they they probably did this. That's good enough. It's like yeah. So and and a lot of it again is for. You should have hired Paul Gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because that would have been fucking a hundred percent accurate. Well, look, Canadians show up again, and it's a piece of shit film. Like, I'm not trying to say anything. But... <laughs> Everything Canada touches turns to shit. Look, they weren't in The Longest Day, and that's a pretty good movie, okay? It holds up, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, well. Maybe they had a, maybe they had a reason. They, uh, yeah, Canada's just fucking, anyway. Um, yeah, the, the barrage balloons are not, I keep calling them barrage balloons. They, they were not really barrage balloons were not really super used cause they weren't effective. Okay. That's what I thought those were. They looked like it to me, but they're observation balloons. Okay. And those were not by 1917. It's like, you've got planes that are doing the job of that. An observation balloon is a very fucking easy target. Uh, and that's yeah. why they started giving the guys that were on them parachutes. Cause they kept losing them. They're like, well, let's just give them a fucking parachute. And that actually, they, they tested a lot of parachutes on those guys, which they found out a lot of they them were didn't heavily work. Armored, they were heavily armored flak, too, if memory serves correct, those, those observation balloons. They were heavily armored what? With flak, because that was a pretty prime target, so they wanted to have like it heavily defended. I've heard that those were very costly to attack for planes. Oh, the, the yeah, you're talking on the ground. 
Yeah, on the yeah around the observation balloons on the ground. Yes, there usually would be like an anti aircraft mm-hmm. unit. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because it was very risky to attack those observation balloons because they were usually heavy defended. I thought what you said was they they were armored, like they put armor on oh, them. Oh, yeah. Like, what the no, fuck? No, no, I'm not talking about War Thunder's next expansion pack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. 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 Yeah. But yeah, they would they would have a huge amount of anti aircraft. Yeah. That's the thing too is anti aircraft like flak as we know it didn't really come out until the middle to the end of 16 and the way we know it now, now like they had this thing called the the pom-pom which is a 40 millimeter gun uh-huh. which is more of a direct hit kind of thing thank they, you mr maxim <laughs> yeah they had 37 millimeter anti-tank or anti-aircraft guns and shit like that and they would just well, obviously rifle and gunfire and machine gunfire and but they started getting bigger and then flak actually came out in like late 17 and 18 um like, because FLAC is an acronym. It means Flugzeugabwehrkanone, which is anti-aircraft gun in German. Gesundheit. Yeah, I know. At least I didn't sound like I was spitting up potatoes. But Kartoffeln, <laughs> Mike. But I was doing, I was using an accent. Thank you. But that's when you start getting, like, the 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 shoot up into the air on a, on a time chart or a timed fuse. And then, boom. That's when you start getting that as, like, late 17, from what I know. Of, of course, I could be wrong on anything I say. But from my observation, that's what you see. And then that's when you see the end of the fucking balloons for the most part is because you've got an 88 millimeter gun or at that time it was like a 75 and you just, well, they came out the 88 in first world war, but it wasn't the same cartridge and all that shit. I should just mention that they had the same calibers, but then they improved the rounds, the munitions in the interwar years and much more in world war two. So you've got an 88 millimeter that'll fire a long ways. It can reach their fucking gun or their, their balloons blow it up, and then that's the end of that shit for the most part. Um, for planes, it was mostly used against bombers and huge groups of fighters, but that really, they're so spread out and shit, they tried, but it was it was a, it was a factor, but it wasn't as big of a factor as it was in the Second World War. Um, it, um, speaking on those artillery guns, though, they didn't look bad. No, they actually, re- uh, they recoiled. They recoiled, yeah. CG, they, I, I but was, they recoiled. CG, yeah. but it was impressive. I mean, we've seen a lot worse for movies a lot recent yep. that are also CG. <laughs> yeah, know, well, like, I, yeah. CG, if, what pisses me off really bad is CG artillery pieces that don't recoil. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Come on. But what was that? Do, 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 do a movie where they literally just cloned it three times or whatever? And it was yeah, just like what the was same that? Gun. I can't remember what that was. It was, oh, fuck, that's going to bother me. Because, yeah, we, yeah. We, we brought that up and tore that to shreds. Was it Flyboys? Um, because I I had to edit it, so I think I I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember anyway. But yeah, but I, yeah, I do remember us covering that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's the the way they portrayed Operation Michael too was kind of um interesting. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what that was. It, it was like there. It was basically their this either works or we're fucked. Last oh, okay. push. Okay, and they actually they actually. They, they dealt some damage and that was right around the time the Americans started filling the trenches mm-hmm. and they put them in key spots at that point and they were able to just put more guys. The Americans didn't, the only way they actually changed the outcome of that a little bit is they just put fresh bodies in there. They didn't really do anything great and big during Operation Michael, but they were the, 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 the weight that kind of just, held that attack that they thought was just going to punch through. And it would have in a lot of places, but it just did not do what they wanted to do. And they were pretty much on the run from April and May 
of 18, it was just a matter of getting pushed back to Germany. So, right. It was, but that was their huge fucking push. And no, the allies fucking saw it coming. They weren't sitting in their trenches going, Oh, Oh, let's play cards. And then, Oh God, it's a big surprise. No, 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 no. It was, it was, they knew that a giant attack was coming. They just didn't know when or where, and it was fucking everywhere. Right. So, but yeah, the way they portrayed it was just like, and then it, they, they, they get to it, and then all of a sudden it's just next scene. Right. Like, what are you doing? There were a lot of weird transitions. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I understand, I understand the, 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 the gravity and the choice of not showing him dying. At the same time, you could have done that a lot a, you, I, maybe and and this is just me asking the question because I don't know anything about the Red Baron. Does does no one know what happened to him? That's why they didn't. I was just going to say that. That's okay. that, it, it, precisely what I was just going to say. That's why okay. I think they didn't touch it, is because they don't even know if those machine guns are actually his. Okay. And they they know he went down somewhere. Because obviously they stopped seeing him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he got transferred. Maybe it's a huge conspiracy. Chances are he got fucking shot down because most of the pilots, the German pilots by the end of the war had gotten shot the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, I think they didn't want to touch it because nobody actually fucking knows what went down on that day. Except a bunch of planes, but like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, I like that, (laughs) but yeah, so that's, I mean, so yeah, that, that might be, that's why I wasn't super pissed off. But they didn't show that because I can understand that one. And they probably didn't know what happened when he apparently shot down that other ace or that other mm-hmm. whatever. They weren't called it ace back then, but like that other guy. Maybe, but it's make something up with that. You made up the rest of the fucking movie pretty much. <laughs> That's so what like, I was going to say. Like, Why like, can't you make that you, part you, up? You could have like you could have done anything. You could have been like, you know, he just flew into the sky with everyone. That's how it faded. Or it could have been like, you know all of a sudden there's just a plane comes in. It could have been like a abrupt cut. Like you could do a bunch of stuff. I, I get yeah. the point, but it's just frustrating when you see a bunch of stuff going off and it's like, Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty so. much what this movie was. It was cut time, cut time, cut time, cut time. Oh, how many more months is that? Oh, we're, we're fucking six months ahead now. Randomly. Nice. Right. Right. More love story yeah. shit. Three kids. You leave your guns in the, gun in the woods, even though you have your rifle pack on the back of your on the back of you riding a horse, and now you'll uh, never find that gun ever because you don't know where you were. Those are sweet <laughs> fucking guns too. The shotgun that was a rifle cool. That, that, that was a really cool. The, dr- the yeah. drilling. That was really yeah. That cool. was yeah, cool. Those yeah. are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very nice touch, especially for like rich Germans. Yeah. yeah fuck yeah. Cool. yeah. 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 Um. The um, props to that guy who put that in as a prop. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good touch. I, when it started, I was like, "Ooh, this might be good." Yeah, same, yeah. That's yeah, exactly what I did. Yeah. I went, I went, "Ooh." Why is one barrel so thick? The other <laughs> yeah, one is so yeah, big. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know what? I I am. Do we need more of this? That whole thing where we open the movie with the lead character hunting. You know, like <laughs> like Vasily Zaitsev, like, yeah, like Zaitsev or <laughs> like Audie Murphy at the beginning of To Hell and Back, yeah, like or Pearl Harbor, flying a plane right. as a kid, or why and seeing the fascination of a plane as a kid, right? Like, do we need my father's gonna kill me? Wrong yeah, way. do we need more you of that? Dirty German, <laughs> I fought the Germans in the trenches. You don't want to see what I've seen. And then he's just okay. He's not like going into a full fledged fucking raging alcoholic post traumatic stress yeah. moment. Hey, Dad, That's wait realistic. Up. Hit me in the air. 
Hit me in the air. <laughs> that's, that's what I that's what I thought of when this first started. I was like, God damn it, we're doing the hunting thing again. Like, please don't. Yeah. Well, that's how bloody Omaha starts. No. <laughs> no. Wow. We that's a sound bite. No. no. Sorry. You just you struck a nerve there, Brian. Uh do we want to jump into IMFDB because it's actually kind of long. Yes. Okay. And as we transition, I will interject this week's sticker trivia. So, films about the First World War and First World War aviation have been coming out since the silent era. In fact, the first film to ever win the Oscar for Best Picture was a film that was about fighting over the trenches in the air. So, what is this movie? The 1927 Best Picture winner for the Oscar. You should Any say yes from you guys. Should, should, I have no idea. I was oh, IMFDB begins. Um, I'm sure it's going to be something like with like with uh, Pearl Harbor, where it's on the aircrafts too. So there's a lot probably going to be a lot of duplicates, but uh, fifty cal. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we have uh, Mauser model nineteen fourteen, which I was actually surprised by. Yep. Um, They're cute pistols. Yeah. We've got the Smith & Wesson Showfield. I was Standard th- issue Canadian fighter problems. <laughs> yeah. Right. Not a fucking Webley Mark VI for sure. No, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> well, he got that at oh, Stalingrad. Who cares? You're not even going to see it. <laughs> PO8. Uh, uh, I, don't, I can't even see it in the image. What? Yep. Amon Garand? Yeah, I did. I did see that. Uh, yeah. I didn't what? see that. Hold on. If you look at the it's muzzle when they're carrying it and they're, when they're lining up, yeah, check oh, it out. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Why? It was shot in Germany. It was shot in Europe. It's the, they, maybe they had some replica, like just rifles laying around that happened to be M1. It looks like there's a number four. With a there's two stock. number four. It isn't in this right. scene. It's when they're walking. They didn't get this right. It's when they're walking up to like go to that position. Okay, because oh I was gonna god. say those will look like Enfields, but right here. What the fuck is this? Shitty props. Holy fuck. <laughs> what is that? It's like, uh, like a suppressor or something. Those nose caps oh are fucked. Oh, no, those are number fours. They put a nose cap on to look like a number yes. number one. That's what it is. Because you see the fucking sight. Oh, Just yeah, have yeah. it be a number oh, four. God. It would look better. <laughs> oh. oh, That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I've never god. seen something like that. Oh, wow. God. Well, thank God this movie wasn't on the ground for any longer. We would notice that shit. I, I noticed the 9822s, but I can forgive that. It's the same rifle, different sights. Yeah. But, oh, really? Uh, well, oh, flat, flat instead of the roller coaster. Yeah. Well, that, that they the after World War One, um, Czechoslovakia got a shitload of uh, uh, tooling from all the different manufacturers, and they just started making the G98 with the the flat sight and a full handguard. And uh, they made it better though, because Czechs always make shit better. And they used those and sold a shitload of Turkey. They were exported a lot. And then when they went to the VZ-24, they just exported most of them, and they're fucking It's like a G98B, though, right? Or or whatever it is. Yeah, the the, the interwar modified ones. The Um, the S-142G sites. Yeah, exactly. And um, they're they're just really fucking good. And then the the K98. I like the concept of a G98 with a flat rear sight. It's it's interesting. Yeah, they're awesome. the roller coaster sites look cool, but they're fucking stupid. They they really cut off your field your field of vision and your target acquisition. They're not. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. The, the ninety eight twenty two is probably 
it's just a better G98 in my opinion. But mm-hmm. I like the roller coaster sites now that I have one. But I do agree with you; they are ridiculous. Oh, they they're they're not good. You got a like, file like 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 they're cool, and I love the concept of it. And I love shooting it, and I love like like the, the whole experience of it. But like, if you said, would you rather have that or the flat sites? I'd, I'd want the flat sites. Yeah. Everything works on paper. Yeah, you get you always um, get K98s in the background of every World War One movie. Oh yeah, it's impossible these days. All right, uh, yeah, the K98. They're always K-98. in World War One movies in the background. Always. Look how well that guy's uniform fits him as well. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the World War One uniforms are really fucking baggy to begin with, and then I, I'd hope most <laughs> of the guys lost a bunch of weight well after they got them issued. Uh, the helmets are the most atrocious part. They're fucking awful, shitty repros. Mm. Terrible. Ill-fitting um, helmets. Yeah, and the... Yeah, whatever. Well, we got... There are going to be close-ups for this scene, so make sure you get actual G98s. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're... Um, get the right rifles, goddammit. At least they did it right here, yeah. Yeah, when you get close-ups oh. of them, make sure they're the right ones, except for those fucking British ones. Look at that fucking that bill on that on that last picture. The league rand. The fucking the upward curve on it. Oh, you see that shit on the repro? Mm-hmm. Nice on the helmet. All right, the, the visor, like it it, it it curves up. Yeah, is that like a common thing of bad repros? It bad shitty Indian repros. Yep, mm. it like cur- the yeah. Duck bill. They they all do that. Yeah, the duck bills were awesome. I used to have one of those. I should have kept it. But, <laughs> yeah, Cape Gun. These are yep. fucking awesome. That was a great touch. Very cool. Hmm. Hot. 12 gauge double barreled shotgun. Doing a little. If anybody sm- wants to make a steampunk movie, they should use cape guns. Yeah. I hate steampunk, but that's just my suggestion because they're really cool. Yup. Okay. So, oh, 0815. Cock, my machine guns. Very yeah. fake muzzle flashes throughout the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Can't shoot blinks off in the blue screen studio. Give me your flying face. <laughs> that that cap bothered me every time. Oh yeah, the, on the Vickers. Yeah, N- no, oh, no, on no, him, no. him on his head. Oh, his little flying he, cap. He looks like he looks like he's playing football in 1920. <laughs> like I just now he's he's writing a paper in Stalingrad, he's looking over the rims of those those specs. Yeah, I did. I, he's about to get shot. I by did. A I did almost snap one off to the Lewis. The Lewis by the way. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah. the spinning. Uh, Top of it was yeah fake. that that did that did make it go not so great. yeah it's I like those are they don't page spin bombers. like a fidget spinner but. yeah 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 that shot right yeah that, that this right this there. was That's the a, scene this was the scene Mike was talking yeah about. I sent him that yeah, I'm just yeah. like the fidget spinner is continuing to shoot even though he's not yeah. shooting <laughs> when he brought that back to the uh, airfield I'm like That's a felony oh. <laughs> <laughs> CB thirty seven. Oh yeah, I thought I saw one. These are yeah. also in every fucking World War One movie. Yeah, to look yep. like something else. Because they look like a hot heavy machine gun. Yeah. What was that movie that that uh, wasn't Mosul? Shit. What was that? It was on it was, it was Mosul? Yeah. Was it yeah, Mosul? It was Mosul. Yeah. 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 That's more realistic than this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. These pop up in such strange places. What Can was you this? throw uh, it's pro- it's the last probably picture up? It's probably because they're B-fong, Brian. They're easily B-fongable. Mm. So why? Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a ZB. Oh wow, their gear is so fucked up. <laughs> the guy's uh, three cell pouches are like on his back. <laughs> yeah, they don't give That's a. That's how German soldiers fought. 
It looks like an AI photo. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's like not clear enough. Yeah. World War One, Saint Michael Offensive. The next photo, because I'm I have it pulled up too. It's uh, you can get a clear view of it. Yeah, there it is. Oh, that helmet. Oh. <laughs> no. Very shiny. Well, no, they they were shiny like that, but that fucking skirt is just. Does other than the, I mean, you said your, uh, you said their their gear was kind of shit. I mean, like, do you want to retract well, the good shit, the good, the good, <laughs> the good comment about some of the gear? Now that you're taking a look at it, or <laughs> the, it, the helmet's shiny. That's the only fucking thing so far that's redeeming. <laughs> Again, um, like they're at the front so quickly, <laughs> right? Uh, MGO eight. An original, like a legitimate MGO8. Then we have an MG. Again, we're getting close-ups of it. Make sure it's the real thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, it's not in a tree, so we're okay. We're like <laughs> falling out of a tree yeah. and continuing yeah. to fire. Yeah. 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 This was bullshit. There's the French just waiting in their holes. Uh, M16 flamethrower. That's just a picture of it, just sitting there. Yep. And then the grenades. My God. So they've. <laughs> God. That so, that, so whole, mo- that whole that whole sequence. 16 and 17. Yeah, that whole sequence was completely fucking stupid. They've got all the guys with different specialties and one gaggle fuck. It's like that's not how they rolled. Like they oh my god. I thought this was Battlefield One. <laughs> yeah, it is. Take this oh, observation yeah, balloon. Uh, OSP thirty flare pistol. I'll show you. <laughs> Twenty one centimeter. Mortar, unknown howitzer. I love the unknown howitzer. <laughs> yeah. Planes. Yeah, they have, have a the D- three. The albatross. D- five. The Doctor I. <laughs> yep. The Doctor I. Yeah, I thought those were Hadley pages. The zero four hundred. The camel and se dot five. If you really want to go down the aircraft stuff. By all means, fucking do it. I'm not going to waste my time. Dr. I. It sounds like a James <laughs> As Bond. As you can film. tell. Dr. I. Yeah. There's a Dr. I. There's a stop with fuck you. Yeah. It's uh, my favorite James Bond villain, Dr. I. I hate it when the IMFGB does vehicle summaries. It's just the most. It's like, oh, you would hate the uh, you would hate the page <sighs> I did for Medal of Honor. <laughs> there's no 50 cal. There's no 1911. Just going to point that out. You did a page for Medal of Honor? I did the page for Medal of Honor, the first one. I did one for Underground, and I did one for Frontline. I'm going to go on there and see what you fucked up on. <laughs> <laughs> Comments. Whoever made this should kill themselves. <laughs> My, I, I, did a, I did a section with extras, and I just got way carried away. I'll still go on there and critique the fuck out of your, your massive mistakes. Please do. <laughs> Please do, because there are none. Oh, as he goes and checks fucking... it, as he goes and oh, checks yeah, it now right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Metal. Yep. Baby Bob. <laughs> you should have that be just like the uh, the official like uh, uh, jingle to to scuttlebutt there. Um. No one. No one go first all at once. Oh, yeah. oh, we're, we're, we're actually going to go. Okay. Yeah, boy, yes. Okay. Um, I guess I will. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, had some, uh, you know, interesting things going for it to begin with, but they didn't pay off and it just kind of became cliched and, um, yeah, not very interesting. So, uh, you know what I, uh, you can tell though, that there was a little bit of thought put into this, the people that made this seem like they did kind of 
care a little bit, but uh, not enough to make it a great movie. So um, I'm going to give it a, I don't know, a five out of ten. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, 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 unfortunately for me, it's like there's not a lot to really kind of chime in about this film other than the fact that, like, I'm 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 done with like love triangles and movies for a while after being like waterboarded by Pearl Harbor and now like this and even 300 to a bit. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, it, it I, I like I like Lena Hedy or Hedy or whatever her name is. I think it's Hedy. There's no there's no R in there. I, I like I like I like her choices of film. I like what she does. I, I like her as an actor. It, I don't, there's no problem with that. What I have a problem, I guess, is more in the, the direction of the story and the direction of the actual movie. It, it just, again, it's a CG. It, it, it's, it's just CG, 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 late aughts movie. It's interesting in the sense that there's not, there, only, the only other World War One flying movie is Flyboys. So I, I have never seen Flyboys. I just know what these guys thought about it when I edited it. And so, like, to me, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I don't want to, like, bury it into the ground, but, like, it's not great. It's just not. I mean, I I see the attempt. I see the, the attempt of trying to make something. And so, you know, for that alone, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I, it just it, the acting is just all over the place. The choices made for the film are just all over the place, and the film suffers for it. So, to me, honestly... I'm going to give it four out of ten screw Mel Gibsons tonight because a five means it's kind of in the middle of the road and it just there's enough things that kind of just push it forward for me where I just wasn't really enjoying it. I, I got through I got through it is pretty much what I'm trying to say. I, I, I got through it. It wasn't I would say this is probably a good movie to watch YouTube clips on. Just enjoy it that way. And then and then just, you know, that's it. But I mean, it is what it is. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a four out of ten tonight. Yeah, like I said, the love story is bullshit. Um, now that we got into more of the technical stuff, like the the actual combat style, aerial and on the ground, way missed the fucking mark. Uh, they had an opportunity here to do a really cool job portraying a pretty popular historical figure, especially in Germany, and they did just shit the bed royally. I mean, fucking diarrhea with corn in it all over the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, that, you know, all that shit considered, like the... Wardrobe wasn't terrible for the principal cast. The extras were fucking, uh, yeah. I mean, with an $18 million budget, I could have fucking really made it look good with not a lot of money, but they just kind of just went the, oh, get this. It looks good enough. Um, but uh, yeah, there really was no development. It was all over the fucking place, like, like it was said earlier, and it just skipped everywhere. It wasn't super historically great. The CG was whatever. And there was a lot of massive fuck ups that they, I don't know how it made it through editing, but that's just me anyway. So all that considered, it was really boring, very hard to pay attention to and just cliche and bullshit. So I'm gonna give it 3.8. Wow. 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 Yeah. What can you say? I mean, it's, uh, it's annoyingly clunky and distant. It's got really bad dialogue. It's got a really bad script. Uh, it's not very well casted. It's very disappointing. And uh, yeah, the only people that really benefited or made this movie what it was are the people they paid to make it. <laughs> but um, it's pretty shitty. 
And that being said, I think this falls out of the territory of watchable, and I'd be going to rank this at a three point five. So it's uh, yeah, it's a big disappointment. You know, the only good movies about Rick Tobin really are from the seventies or the fifties, and that's sad. <laughs> they have to push back five decades. Talk about a, a war that from a century ago. So, but that's just the times we live in. Um, putting all the scores into the computer that will tell us if they ever will make a good World War One aerial combat movie. We get a score of 4.07. So four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if it's going, that was Desmos. It's just a four. So this, this barely falls into the watch category. This falls into, in my opinion, the watch category of it's 2 a.m. and you're about you're drunk and you're gonna pass out and you have to put something on for static noise. Yeah. And well, yep. this is the first thing that it comes up in your suggested category because you like war movies. If you need your you need your insomnia cure to put this on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, this will keep you up. <laughs> it put you to sleep. It's so yeah. What are you bad. talking about, dude? Well, that's because it's a long week. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I woke up and I was like, oh, did I, when did I fall asleep? And I fell asleep halfway through and I got pissed off because I'm like, fuck, I still have to watch half. It's because, you know, if you fall asleep at the end, like, oh, whatever. But it's like, oh, fuck. It's that shitty. It seems way longer than it really was. Like, it seemed way longer. Yeah. 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 It dragged. Yeah. It dragged on. Yeah. I didn't want to get You lied to me, ride horses. Ride horses. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Was he one of yours? I don't know anymore. You can't tell if it's a fucking plane from your fucking wing. It's pretty intact to me, you dumb fuck. It's like passive aggressive the movie. Do you do you know how hard it is to get through allied lines? I'm dead, bitch. Like what the fuck? Every fucking line of this movie is accompanied by a fucking whiny complaint. Which for which, some which is a shame because like the guy um from Inglorious Bastards is in this and I really like him as an actor. Um the 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 Avia Zanchi Nazi balls. Yeah, Till Til yeah. Schweiger, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. He's only 35 years old in the character he's playing. Yeah. Well, that guy, that guy always looks like he's like. I am in university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah with gray hair? Like, <laughs> my third wife once said, wait, what? <laughs> um, But yeah, no, that makes sense. It tracks. Um, yeah, not yeah. not great. This, this, yeah, this movie takes off, but it definitely gets shot down pretty quickly. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think the engine just shit out because nobody would waste ammo on this piece of shit. Yeah, I think the castor oil just fucking gave you corny diarrhea. Thank you. I just was about to. I was like, that was like the only thing that could save this if like the guy gets out and goes and like runs to the outhouse. Like that would be a a, a really good like, puking and shitting nod, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if he got like faceful oil and it was just like, oh, I that survived. stuff stinks but, so oh, fucking bad. And it's being a fighter pilot so glamorous, you know, like fucking shit. Dude, in your my pants. belt just exploded. <laughs> Holy shit! I wonder if if anybody has have you guys ever smelled Castrol being burned out of a War One aircraft? I've been around World War One planes, but I don't remember if they were castor oil or not. Oh my god, it is so well, fucking thing. Yeah, wretched. Yeah. It's disgusting. Like just the smell and like not breathe. Like, uh, and that I was about I don't know fifty, sixty yards behind the fucking thing, and it was like I was shooting. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I shit myself. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's kind of like a Chinook. The guy that owned it, he's like, if it's not leaking castor oil, there's something wrong. 
<laughs> like, there's no fucking oil in it then. Right, exactly. He's like, if it's not leaking, so there's they, something wrong. <laughs> yeah. When you when you when they're leaking, you know they have oil. Yeah, it's just so, disgusting. So. But um, and that was a dr8. That was a fucking awesome plan. As mean sounding, but yeah, it's Jesus. That's sh- it. Should stink so bad. They never cover that in like World War One movies about about flight. No. Like, and that was that was a very common thing. Is the guys would shit themselves and they'd be throwing up, and they'd be like out of commission for a day and a half. Like they'd be dehydrated and just fucked. Mm-hmm. But no, in this movie, it's like they get up and do a mission every day. Like, eh. oh yeah, yeah, right. The fighter pilots. Right. It's Tom Cruise, but he's German speaking English. And we'll, correct. You know, so. that's. I was gonna say they they're it's, trying to make this like Top Gun. Miss the yep. mark again. You done Same goofed. Thing, you know. Yeah. It's like whiny Top Gun, except they're Nazi or they're not Nazis. <laughs> Before that. <laughs> oh my God! Oh. If I had a dollar for fucking every time, <laughs> they're pre-Nazis. They're pre-Nazis. They're prozies. I've heard that at an event. I've literally heard that. Pre-Nazis. <laughs> Pre-Nazis. Yeah. Oh, Pre-Nazis. God. Yep. Well, on that note, I don't want them to be surprised. I want them to be scared. See you guys next week. Such a stupid fucking movie. I won't say it, Nate. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.